You're listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today's talk comes from Pastor Jeff Mose. I wonder if you would agree with me that one word has the ability to change your life. Given the right context, a word like yes, a word like no, a word like help or a word like sorry, has the ability to sort of change the trajectory of your life. Some of you believe so much in the power of one word that every beginning of a year you pick one word that is going to sort of guide your thoughts and the direction of your life. Sometimes we'll say to the people around me, give me one word that sort of describes what you're feeling right now. Can I ask you this morning, what is the one word that describes for you Easter, that describes the resurrection? In order to begin that sort of thinking, I want to take you back with me some 2,000 years ago. Jesus is a traveling rabbi, a teacher, and he's made his way to your home. And now he's beginning to teach in a way that nobody had ever taught before. He's beginning to love in a way that nobody had ever loved before. He's beginning to live in a way that nobody ever had lived before. And you make a decision, you're going to follow after him. You are convinced that somehow this is the one who has come to change the world. And even though all of your friends are telling you you're crazy, you forget about your home and your job and your family and you give it all up to follow after him. And for a while it's incredible. But then comes that Sunday when Jesus rides the donkey into the city of Jerusalem. He does so to the shouts of Hosannas of the people, but you recognize very quickly that this one is not the king that they had hoped that he would be, and things begin to head south. Until eventually we come to Friday, what we now call Good Friday. And this one who you had given up everything in order to follow after is now dead. And not just dead, but dead like a common criminal hung upon a cross. You live with tremendous sense of bewilderment, betrayal. How in the world did this happen? You are in deep despair and you wander around for a couple of days until eventually on Sunday morning, You decide to make your way toward the tomb. There's nothing else that is going on in your life anyway. But as you arrive there, things begin to look different. Now you recognize there is no longer any Roman soldier guarding the tomb. The stone has been rolled away and an angel is seated down there. And the angel says to you, he is not here. He has risen. Go tell everybody. That hate has lost and love has won. And this carpenter for Nazareth has been resurrected from the dead. What's the first word that would come to your mind to describe your feeling? It used to be in a setting like this, a man like me would say something to the effect of Christ is risen. And you would respond with he is risen indeed. But can I be honest with you, that's way too polished for me. And I don't think that's what they said in the resurrection in the first century. I think the word they used was simply this word, wow. Wow. I mean, think about it for a moment. The word wow is found in every single language throughout the world, but there's no definition of it. The idea behind it is one of amazement, bewilderment, being awestruck. 
If we don't use the word wow in the face of something exciting, we will often say my goodness. As if to recognize there is something inside of the soul that goes beyond human understanding and human belief. Wow. Can I suggest today that the word for Easter, the word for the resurrection is the word wow? Now this is not the first time we've seen the word wow in all of human history recognized at the beginning of creation and we talked about it before. In one trillionth, trillionth of a second, the big bang or creation from the voice of God, everything in this world comes into existence and when it did, wasn't it a wow moment? In 1903, the Wright brothers there in Kitty Hawk developed a machine that actually took man into air. He had the ability for a short time to be able to fly and we said, wow. A few decades later, a man by the name of Neil Armstrong gets in a rocket and he blasts himself all the way to the moon. He lands there in his spacecraft, he gets out and I was watching as a child on television and I remember his words. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And we said, wow. In the year 2016, the Cubs won the World Series proving that there is a God. <laughs> and we said, wow. Isn't it true for every single one of you that has had a child, it was a wow moment for you? I remember when our first child was born, I actually accompanied Beth into the birthing suite. And when it came time for the baby to be delivered, eventually the doctor said to me, Dad, you can cut the umbilical cord. I was not good with blood and hospital things and I began to feel a little bit queasy. He said, sit down and put your head between your knees. And then I heard the baby cry. And my wife said, is the baby okay? And the doctor said, the baby is fine and so is your newborn. I never liked that doctor anyway. <laughs> but wow. You stand on the edge of the Swiss Alps or the edge of the Rocky Mountains. You're 16 years of age and for the first time you receive a driver's license and you say to yourself, wow, I can drive all by myself. I remember meeting a girl by the name of Beth and I asked her to marry me. And we went on a honeymoon together. I took her all the way from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Toronto, Canada on an Amtrak chain in the middle of winter and she said, wow, but not in a good way. <laughs> See, all throughout our lives there are these wow moments but all of them pale in comparison to the wow moment of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want to give you three thoughts with regards to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first of them is this. I want you to see it. The resurrection really happened. People, this needs to be unearthed in our day and in our age. Because the common thinking today is that Jesus was a good man. He taught in a great fashion. He was a rabbi. He was a teacher. He loved people around him, but he wasn't God. And he died on the cross, but he was never resurrected from the dead. It was just his followers, all sorts of gushy feelings about him. And somehow they wanted it to happen. Somehow they wanted it to be real. So they made up this story that he was resurrected from the dead. It is just mythology. It is just thinking that never really happened. The problem with that is every single one of the four gospels is written as history. 
Every single gospel writer believed that what they saw with eyewitnesses around them was true. There's a man by the name of Richard Bachman who is actually an Oxford scholar. He wrote a book entitled Jesus and the Eyewitnesses. And he says there is an incredible difference between the writing of folklore and mythology and the writing of history and the New Testament writers were writing history. In order to do so, their greatest caveat was this idea of finding eyewitnesses, people who were actually there and actually saw it and gave an account of what had happened. They were true history writers. If there was a war, if there was a birth, if there was a death, they wanted to find somebody who would actually see it and then they would report it as history. Much like today in our modern day when we write serious literature, we will often footnote it. If you read a physics book at the bottom, there will often be footnotes. If you take a look at peer-reviewed journals, you look at the bottom, there are often footnotes as if to say, here are the sources, here's what corroborates the very thing that I am saying, here's how I know that it is true. The same thing is true with regards to the gospels and the eyewitness accounts of what they saw. They are giving to us eyewitnesses, they are giving to us footnotes saying this is real. If you go to the gospel of Mark, Chapter 15, it says a certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus was passing by and they forced him to carry the cross. Do you notice the incredible detail of the writer? It says, listen, there was a man by the name of Simon, but I know there's a lot of Simons in this world. This man was from Cyrene. And in case there are more than one Simon in Cyrene, I want you to know he's the father of Alexander and Rufus. In other words, he's saying, if you don't believe me, just go ask him. Most scholars say that Mark was the first gospel written closest to the resurrection. So Mark is saying, listen, if you don't believe my story, just go back to these eyewitnesses and find it to be true. Did you know that in all four gospels, the person that appeared at the tomb to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ was always a woman. Now, why is that a big deal? Because in the first century, the day and age of Jesus, women were not to seen to be credible witnesses. They weren't even allowed to give a testimony in a court of law. But when we read the gospels, it says this, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, all women, and the other with them who told this to the apostles, but they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. Can you imagine that there was actually a time in human history where men did not take women seriously? That the women actually said, Christ is risen from the dead, and the men said, fake news, all the way back then. But the reality is this, and I want you to see it, here's the point, that if you were gonna make something up, if you were just gonna make mythology, just a story that is being told, you wouldn't use women as your eyewitnesses. They weren't credible in that day and age, just simply proving again the historicity of the gospels of Jesus Christ. So first of all, I want you to see that it really happened. Secondly, I want you to see this, the resurrection changed everything. It changed everything. 
I want to remind you that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the linchpin of all of human history. The life and death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ split all of human history into B.C. and A.D. Jesus changed everything. Now listen, there are a lot of wild moments in our lives that don't change us. I stood at the edge of the Grand Canyon. It was a wild moment for me, but it didn't change my life. I remember my first kiss, it was a wild moment, but it didn't change my life. I remember my first paycheck, it was a wild moment, but it didn't change my life. I looked at my paycheck, recognized how much the IRS took, and that was a wild moment for me as well. But it didn't change my life. People, when Jesus came to the face of the earth, he came to demonstrate his love for you. He said, in effect, not one sparrow falls to the ground that the Father doesn't know about it. He reminded us that every hair on our head has been numbered, that he loves you that much. And then the scripture says, taking on his shoulders the weight of the sin of the world, being mocked and ridiculed and laughed at and scorned, he now makes his way to the cross of Calvary. And there he sheds his blood as the final sacrifice for the sin of mankind. There he dies for your sin and for my sin. And can I remind you, as scripture tells us again and again that this was the day that Christianity began. Most religions are developed over time, but only Christianity was developed in the day. On Saturday, there was no such thing as Christianity and followers of Jesus, they had left him. But in the moment of the resurrection, now the gospel of Jesus Christ comes true. Now the church comes true and now they follow after him because Jesus changed everything. In fact, the scripture says it in a rather nonchalant fashion in Matthew 28 when it says this, so the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and they ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. Just sort of nonchalant and casual greetings, he said. And they came to him, clasped his feet, and they worshiped him. Here he went from this Messiah who had been crucified, this common criminal on the cross who died and his life was now over. But now as he is resurrected from the dead, they recognized him to be none other than God himself and they fell at his feet and they began to worship him. And people kind of remind you today that the crucifixion of the cross of Jesus, the humility and the servanthood of Jesus does not take away from the resurrection, it only adds to it. That the cross to this very day is the greatest recognizable symbol in all of the world. Nations rise and fall, civilizations come and go, but there is still to this day the shadow of this one man by the name of Jesus that has changed all of human history. And then thirdly and finally, I want you to see this. I want you to know that the resurrection for each of us is deeply personal, deeply personal. There is a wow moment when you and I are born, but there is gonna be a wow moment when you and I come to the close of our life as well. The writer of the book of Hebrews says it this way, just as people are destined to die once, and after that face the judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of the many, and he will appear to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Can I ask you this simple question? Are you waiting for him? 
The greatest wow in your life has yet to occur. The greatest wow of your life will come one second after you die. And this is a good place to talk about it, isn't it? On Resurrection Sunday that still to this very day, one out of one people die. In this old story, a little boy one time asked his mother, mom, is it true that from dust we are and to dust we shall return? And the mother said, yeah, that is true, but why? He said, I'm looking underneath my bed and somebody's either coming or going. <laughs> Isn't it true we're always either coming or going? And isn't it true that one second after we die will be the greatest wow moment of our life where there'll be wow as you and I who know Christ is our savior will enter into the presence of God forevermore. Wow. But listen to me. For those of us who don't know Christ as our savior in that moment in time, you and I will be separated eternally from God. Wow. But nobody, Nobody within the sound of my voice needs to be eternally separated from God. The very reason that Jesus came to this earth was to demonstrate his love for you, was to take the punishment of a holy God for you and for your sin, to die in your place and to rise triumphant over sin and death. When you and I receive Christ as our savior, you and I can be assured that when life is over, you and I enter the unending joy of God. So here's what I'd like to do today as we close. I'm gonna say Christ is risen. But instead of you repeating to me, he is risen indeed, I want you to say, wow. And I want you to say it at the top of your lungs. Now I want you to do so thoughtfully, so listen to me for a moment. Here's the reality of who Jesus was. He was the one who became the atonement for your very sin. He is the one that brought you in a right relationship with the Holy God. He is the one that went to the cross of Calvary, bore in his own body your very sin, died in your place. He is the one who gave you meaning and purpose to life. He is the one that one day is gonna right every wrong in your life. He is the one that is gonna welcome you into his presence where it is a place of no more pain or sorrow or suffering, but a place of tremendous joy where he who was seated on the throne said, I'm going to make everything brand new. Are you ready for your wow? He is risen. If you are encouraged by today's talk, check out our Sunnybrook Unscripted podcast where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on Sunday mornings. For other talks, videos, and live gatherings, rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, download the Sunnybrook Church app, or visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church podcast.